everybody, and welcome to another episode of OT Takes, Overtime Takes, whatever you want to call it. I'm here once again with the great Zach Gray. What's up, man? It is a great day to do a podcast. It is indeed. And we've actually got, like, news, which is cool. <laughs> yeah. Thank God. So, yeah, really, because it's been dry. It's <laughs> the last dance ended a few days ago, and it's like, where do we go for content? <laughs> yeah, we talk about it on the phone, and we're like, uh, some guy just bought a house. You want to talk about that? Uh, he got it on market value. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of buying houses, Josh Rosen may be looking for a new new house here soon because Miami is reportedly shopping him around. Ugh. You, you don't uh, sound very excited about that. No, I I, I know it, that it's a slow news cycle in the world of sports, but are we really reporting on one of the worst busts in NFL history? You can't call him a bust. He's played one year, okay, and it was behind the worst offensive line in the league, and his best weapon was 38-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. Like, it's really tough to kind of grade him right now, I think. I mean, Kyler Murray did all right. That's fair, but I would also say that he's not as good as Kyler Murray. That and, you know, Kyler being able to, being more athletic than Josh Rosen, he's able to scramble, scramble, scramble around and buy himself some time, whereas Josh Rosen isn't he doesn't run a four four whatever Kyler Murray runs. Are you just gonna Are you just gonna disregard um, his three starts last year for your Miami Dolphins? Like he played really. I mean, bad. I feel like I feel like it's a similar thing though. Terrible offensive line. It was early on in the year too, and Miami didn't really come around until late later in the season. There's that, and I mean the best weapons Devontae Parker, who's above average at best in my opinion. So I just think that he's gotten a really tough draw in terms of where he's been playing at. But I think that I've got a list of three teams that I think should trade for him. Okay, we'll, we'll discuss. So number one, who I don't they they won't make the trade. I'd love to see New England trade for him. I think he'd work really well in that Bill Belichick system offensively. But they won't trade for him. I think they're. I think they're going to tank for, for for Trevor Lawrence. It wouldn't surprise me at all. They're they're going to end up with Trevor Lawrence somehow, and it's just going to be a, a repeated cycle. Okay. Patriots I don't, I don't think one. he'd be bad there. Number two, I lo- I think the Jaguars should trade for him. I think he's more talented than than Minshew. I think that he he'd do pretty well down there too if they could just get some pieces around him. Well, they're in the Trevor Lawrence hunt as well. They are in a position where they could either go Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. Um, or that dude That's from true. North Dakota State. Um, South Dakota State? North Dakota State. Yeah, I think it's the same school Wentz went to. Um, so they have, yeah. I mean, I, I can see why you would say the Jaguars, but I think the best fit for the Jaguars is to start with someone uh, fresh and new. Agreed. Someone, you know? So I, inter- yeah, interesting, that's a good point. interesting yeah, I like Jaguars that. take, but I think the Jaguars should be more focused on um, finding someone Extra, like freshly new out of college with some success. I think Josh Rosen has some. Um, I I don't know. Just hear this. I don't know him. I obviously <clears throat> don't have inside sources. But it's like from what I hear, he's not too dedicated to football. Like you want your your number one QB to be. Um, I, have you heard those those rumors as well? I've heard similar stuff. I've heard that he's a lot like Aaron Rodgers, and just the way that he kind of approaches things, so he can be. A little stuck up, 
kind of thing, you know. He's kind of got that California guy kind of vibe to him, which isn't, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is one of the most talented quarterbacks we've ever seen. But from what I've heard, he's really similar to that. Like, he just doesn't really, he's not very friendly is kind of the idea that I've gotten. And, look, if you're not friendly, then some of your teammates just aren't going to like you. And when you're not as respected as Aaron Rodgers is, then you've got to do things to be liked. And Josh Rosen apparently has not done that. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say it's okay to – you can get away with that kind of stuff if you're producing at a high level, you know. But um, that doesn't play well in a locker room if you're if you're that way. Trust me, we've ran into some guys ourselves on a Division Two baseball team that act like that and still cause problems. Yeah. Like, I can only imagine an NFL starting quarterback acting that way and not producing. Exactly. And then I've actually got two more teams. Am I teams. turning you on so, Josh Rosen? Right now, am I? Am I like I, Josh Rosen. I know, but am I starting to? Are you starting to see my side here? I I, I to- totally understand the side if you don't want him. I'm just saying that I feel like he's gotten a really unfair draw. The teams that he's played for haven't exactly had good pieces around him, so I just think he's gotten he's gotten a tough draw, and it's really hard to really evaluate him. We should go look at his rushing yards. <laughs> <laughs> Pro- probably negative with all the times he's been sacked. Luckily, luckily so, they don't count. They don't count sacks, but <laughs> that would he'd have like he'd have. But if more they did negative rushing yards than passing yards in his career, if that's the case. <laughs> so two more teams for you. So the next team that I think should go after him is the Atlanta Falcons and kind of groom him behind Matt Ryan, because I think that the offensive line there's okay. He'll have a weapon like Julio Jones when he finally gets to play. I think he could really do something there. And I think that I don't think it'd be a bad thing for him to sit behind a guy like Matt Ryan and learn a little bit. Okay, I I see that. I I can see that one. That actually that's that's my favorite one so far. Okay, and then here's my last one. I think that if Derek Carr struggles this year, then the Las Vegas Raiders should go try and get him. Ooh, now. I don't know if you – do you follow Nick Wright? Do you like Nick Wright? Nick Wright, we had, it's it's a love-hate thing. Like, his football takes are usually pretty solid. I don't mind his he football has, takes. It's all the LeBron stuff. You know how I picked the Raiders to win 11 games? Did he pick them to win 11 games as he well? He picked them to win 10 games. So, put me on first things first. No, but um, I, I think <laughs> – I really do think that the Raiders season depends on if Derek Carr can play like and play well. Like if he doesn't and he struggles or he gets hurt, I think they're done. Now I'm not saying he's a top tier quarterback, like top five in the league. I just think with the way things are structured over there, he's a unbelievably important asset. You can't just throw a game manager in there um, and have them play. I don't think that's conducive to what they're trying to do. I think Derek Carr has to play at a high level. Um, for them to win, um, and I, I like the the backup of Josh Rosen. I don't know who their backup is right now, but I think that would also be interesting given, uh, given the chance of him playing. You know, I'd love to see Josh Rosen in a Gruden offense getting yelled at, and him responding. <laughs> Definitely, I I don't think that that'd really be a bad fit either, especially since you know he doesn't ha- he doesn't have the biggest arm. Like I was thinking, maybe Cleveland if Baker busts this year. But I don't know if his arm's big enough to play in in October 
when it's, you know, I don't know how cold it gets up there in Ohio, but I'm assuming pretty cold. <laughs> so I, I really like him kind of more either like in a dome, kind of like Atlanta or somewhere warm like Jacksonville or Las Vegas. Oh, and since, since we're talking about since we're talking about these big names predicting teams to be good, you know, Colin Coward has predicted the Broncos to be a top ten team in the NFL this year. So, watch out. Okay, well, Nick Wright has them right where I had them too. So we'll we're starting to see the we're starting to see the divide on overtime takes. We're starting to see where our where we lie. You're a Colin guy. I'm a Nick I'm Wright. Telling guy. you, man, this is true. We all know I'm a big Colin guy. I yeah. love that dude. He's he's so smart, especially especially when it comes to football. If, if you want to question his basketball takes, I'll say okay, but his football takes are usually pretty good. Yeah, I like the way he uh, he makes you think about it a little differently, which is what I hope we we do <laughs> on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah, this is how low the barrels gotten. We're talking about other shows on our on our podcast yeah, instead dude. of sports. We got a show to make here. We got we have entertainment to make. I know Taylor Langston's listening right now, so I gotta give him some content. <laughs> there you go. He's uh, so sh- okay. Shout out to Taylor Langston. He's big boost. He loves this podcast. From what he's told me, I, I know, know he's he, reached out to you, but he he, he loves has. this he, podcast. Yeah. And and a couple of my friends tell me they listen and, and send me texts. Like I got some texts about my my list yesterday i just want to let you guys know that feels good like that's a good like we we really do appreciate when when our friends and people that we know reach out to us and tell us they've been listening so uh love you guys for that that's awesome seriously yeah definitely shout out to t-line he snapped me after we after we talked about his basketball skills the other day and said he's listened to everyone so big shout out to him you know like like zach said it's nice you know when you guys reach out to us and tell us that, that you're enjoying it so yeah, I, I just need to get my, my parents listening. That's that's kind of my goal right now. <laughs> now, I would be lying to you if I said that I haven't showed my grandma um, the podcast, and she is she is perplexed. She does not understand what a podcast is. She, she thinks you're interviewing me every week. Uh, <laughs> she thinks that I, I'm doing an interview every week. She doesn't quite get it yet. Um, but she, sound, she says we should be paid, so... Enter, in, enter promo code OT takes at checkout for a ten percent off. That's right. Did you see that Spotify signed Joe Rogan for a hundred million dollars a year? I did. I saw the that he got signed. I didn't know the exact figure, but yeah, that's it's a lot. So we're we're trending that way. I think we're close. You know, <laughs> if we if we could if we could sign a contract for one one hundredth. Of what his is worth, I, I think we'll be all right. You got you give us like a hundred dollars a month right now, and you, you got us. We'll sell out. All our listeners that we, we really have will. will sell out for a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 think we're in this for the fun of it. We're <laughs> we want to we want to make money off this. This really isn't that fun. I don't like Jonathan that much. I'm trying to cut a check here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, speaking of trying to cut a check. I am this good at perfect. segues. This is so perfect. <laughs> Dak Prescott's really trying to cut a check right now. Yeah, that's crazy. So Explain for those of y'all deal. who haven't heard So for those of y'all who haven't heard, the Dallas Cowboys offered Dak Prescott five years, $175 million. So that comes out to $35 million a year. 
which is about what Russell Wilson makes, which is just crazy to me, the fact that they're trying to pay him as much as Russell Wilson, but that's beside the point. And from sources have said that Dak Prescott does not want a five-year deal. He wants a four-year deal. And so he says that in order for him to sign for a fifth year, they've got to pay him about $45 million on the fifth year. So it would be five years, $185 million with, I guess, $35 million the first four years and then $45 million in the final year, which is Sheesh. crazy. Like, I'm sorry, he Dak Prescott, no. but you're not worth that much money. He said no. How do you say no to that? Isn't that what you've been asking for? That's what exactly like just because so what so what you know the number one brand in sports wants to keep you around an extra year I'm sorry that that's such a terrible thing yeah I, does he have the leverage he think he had like do we not know something does he have that much leverage to to turn that down he doesn't what I think what he's thinking is so the salary cap's supposed to get a boost here in a few years and he wants to be able to sign a third contract when that happens so that he can make even more money, which is understandable. I understand, you know, like, your, your NFL career is short, so sign for as much money as you can. But at the same time, you got to know your value, and I think he may be pushing the envelope here a little bit, turning this deal down. My only thing is, is from the flip side, like, what's their other option, you know? like A- the, Andy uh, Dalton is their other option. Yeah, but he's he's been in the league for a long time. He's not, he doesn't have, he's not a youthful young whippersnapper. He's he's on the end of his career like Dak's a young guy who might be good <laughs> I mean I I don't know <laughs> we don't know <laughs> can can you do I just don't understand there's got to be something we don't know to where he turns that down like there's got to be he's got to have some leverage there he's got to have something there that we don't know about because it it would be absolutely insane to me if he denies denies that contract and then signs for pennies on the dollar on that contract after he plays terrible this year. Or if he plays terrible, I'm not saying he will. But if he does, like, then yeah. Well, the last thing that he wants to do is get franchise tagged. Because if he gets franchise tagged and goes out and gets hurt this year, then he's not going to make any money on his next contract. So, I mean, he, I really think that he should have signed the deal. Look, they're not being – it's not like they're offering him $20 million a year and just being – disrespectful you know like they're offering offering him the same money that Russell Wilson makes who's probably the second best quarterback in the league behind Patrick Mahomes right like he's, he's going to be the highest paid quarterback in the division so I just don't understand why he's not signing the deal you know I, I guess I understand one four years you said what Lamar Jackson still plays football you, you said think Russell Lamar Jackson is better than Russell Wilson right now yeah Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Not okay. Let me let me back up. I understand the take. I respect it. I just think that Lamar Jackson's only done it for one year. Russell Wilson's done it for six. Right? So that's kind of where I for two years and you said he's better than Russell Wilson already. Well What's wrong? Patrick Mahomes is also Patrick Mahomes is also the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. Lamar Jackson is the most explosive quarterback we've ever seen. Big plays. That's Ryan fair, ability. but I mean, I just you, I'm interested to see how are we really okay? Yeah, okay. I just want to see how <laughs> I just want to see how <laughs> I just want to see how teams kind of adjust to to the Ravens' offense this year. 
Like I like he, they're still going to put up really good numbers. I don't think the the numbers will be the same, but I I don't think they'll be as good as they were this last year. So I just want to see how teams kind of adjust and just kind of see how that kind of plays out this year. Sixteen. So if, if he puts up good, if he puts good numbers <laughs> up through through the first four weeks of, of the season, I will declare Lamar Jackson as the second best quarterback in the league. Sound fair? Yeah, 16 minutes in, and we got into a Lamar Jackson Russell Wilson debate. That's electric. That is electric. We're this is perfect. This, this is coming out really good so far. This is good. <laughs> this is good. I'm not kidding. I think this is really good. So going back to to Dak Prescott, like they're making, like they're paying you more than Carson Wentz, and you know you're not better than Carson Wentz. Like you got to take the deal. I just don't. I don't understand. I just don't understand it. Like it's one, it's one extra year. Like let's see, he's probably what twenty six now, right? Somewhere in there, tw- twenty five, twenty six, maybe twenty seven. And so you, know, you sign a five year deal. You come out, you're like thirty one, thirty two. With guys playing, guys are playing until they're you know forty now. So you can sign a big contract. You can sign a big third contract even if you play in Dallas for five years. Yeah, so I just I don't really. I just think he's he's being a little greedy, and it, it may end up costing him here in the end like if I was Jerry Jones I'd, I'd get tired of this and just be like franchise tag if you want to be ungrateful like that yeah I agree I think he needs to I think he needs to um to pretty much sign that deal like I think that's that's what you've been looking for it's what you've been asking for go ahead and just sign your name there make your money and and, and be on the biggest brand in sports and and all that comes with it will be fine Exactly. Make make some more soup commercials to to make a little extra money if you're really that upset. You know, do like there's going to be so many, you know, advertisement opportunities just being, you know, the face of the Dallas Cowboys like he is. Yeah, I, there's I don't think there's another team in the league that would value Dak at at 35 million a year. I mean, to be honest. There isn't. Like if he hits the open market somehow, I think he's going to be really disappointed, and then the Cowboys are going to have all the leverage. If he hits the open market, he may not even get thirty million a year, honestly. And maybe that's, maybe that's what the Cowboys are thinking. They give him this offer, and he signs it or he doesn't sign it. But he will maybe eventually have to crawl back for less. You know. Exactly. Like. I'm really this is interesting. I hope this goes on for forever so we can keep talking about it until sports come back. <laughs> yeah, I agree. So thank you, Dak, for not signing the deal. Thank you for being greedy. Thank you for just being silly, to be honest. Like we should be on here right now talking about the finesse job you did and how you're not even that good and you're you're making Russell Wilson money. But no, you have you have created a storyline for us to talk about uh, in the near future. So thank you f- so much for that. <laughs> See, I think I just don't. I don't know how they're going to afford. I don't know how they're going to afford to pay him thirty-five million. I'll be honest. Have, they haven't. Have, they haven't paid Amari Cooper yet either, have they? I thought they did. They may have, but they've paid basically everybody except for Dak. So I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know where that money's coming from. They're going to be way over the salary cap, you'd think, because they're paying yeah. Zeke a bunch of money. If I, I believe you when you say that, that they paid Amari Cooper, so they're probably paying him a bunch of money. They paid the linebacker. They've paid so many guys. I just don't know how they have all this money. You know. 
Right. Let me check and see if they signed Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah, March I'm 16th, pretty sure they have $100 million they contract did? to stay with the Cowboys. Golly, that's a lot for a wide receiver. That's crazy, yeah. man. And, like, they went out, they, they've added pieces. So my thing is, even if you sign for less, you've got the pieces around you now that you're going to have a big three, four years or whatever, that your third contract's going to be huge. Because they've got CeeDee Lamb, Mark Cooper, uh, is, no, my, Michael... What's his name? I'm blanking on his name. Slot receiver. Michael Gallup. Yeah, Michael Gallup's there. I almost called him Michael Beasley. I'm still thinking about Tuesday, I guess. Does Michael <laughs> and, Gallup um, play for the Timberwolves? He, he, I mean, he's not a bust, <laughs> so I, I'd assume not. <laughs> so I just, I don't know. I just think that he's he's got to take the deal. Okay. Facts. You were you were not a Russell Wilson guy, right? I'm very lukewarm on Russell Wilson. He's really good, but he's boring to me, so I don't care too much, you know. That's fair. I'll give you that. That's that's definitely a fair take. So what do you think about Pro Football Focus rating him as like the number thirty three overall player in the past decade with guys like Matt Ryan in front of him? That's ridiculous, right? Yeah, I mean, I won't even I'm not I'm not gonna go that far. <clears throat> he's definitely he's the top five player the last decade, right? Like that's pretty like that's a boring yeah. take, I feel like. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's pretty I think most logical people would say he's a top five player this decade, maybe top three. I mean, he is the model of consistency at the quarterback position while putting up very efficient numbers. Like Pro Football Focus does this sometimes where they throw out lists and they have some just like head scratchers on there and I know they have their algorithm and their data and all that stuff but and I don't want to sound like the old man and because I'm a, I'm a numbers guy but your numbers are wrong something's going wrong if you have him 33rd agreed okay so we're going to switch gears here because I want your opinion on this okay do you think that the nerds of baseball are going to ruin other sports and what I mean by that is, so, you know, we had the whole Moneyball thing, right, which is all based off numbers, right? Right. And then some more numbers came out, and guys were like, you can score more runs if you hit home runs and strike out more, right? And now that's kind of what baseball is doing, right? And then you had some baseball guys tr- transition over to, to the NBA, and they're like, hey, if you shoot a bunch of threes, you can score more points. You know, are they going to make the transition to football and possibly ruin that as well? I think they I, – I don't know if ruin is the right word. That's pretty harsh. I think all three sports are really awesome right now. But well, I love I love baseball, so ruin is not the right word for baseball. But <laughs> no, I know I don't what you're know. saying. The NBA though. is a lot different. But, yeah, yeah cha- change the game. That's probably yeah. a much better term. Change the way that the game's played. I think that's – I don't know about you, but the NBA, I think the NBA is – like the best product right now. I love the NBA. I love watching the NBA. I love the fact that guys aren't afraid to just chuck it and points are scored. But to your point, I think, I think it kind of has gotten into football a little bit. I mean, gone are the days minus the Titans where it's three yards and a cloud of dust, you know, like people are looking for the most efficient ways to move the ball down the field. And that's throwing the ball. Like, that's that's the most likely chance of you gaining more yards. And I think 
the Browns hired a uh, baseball guy. I think some other other teams have hired some like analytics guys. And I think I would say for the most part, I think the NFL is a better product than it was five years ago. And I think it gets keeps getting better. I mean, it helps when you have guys like Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes uh, playing quarterback and stuff like that, you know. But I think the way the game is played is is fun. Um, but on the flip side, it's kind of, it's kind of turned into a, um, and football's not soft. So when I say this, don't think I'm calling football players soft. It's kind of turned into a softer game, which I don't necessarily think is too, is, is bad per se, because it's still fun to watch. Teams are scoring more. There's more big plays, but, um, the, the game has changed for all three of those major sports. And I think in a positive way. So that's my take on it. I think the numbers are awesome. I think finding the most efficient way to do something translates into a good product on the field. You know, I I used to hate watching Ohio State when they would play field position and the punt was the most important play of the drive. Like those days, are, <laughs> the, the, like those days are gone. Like those those old Alabama teams from like early, you know. 2010s where they with Mark Ingram and Trent Richardson and I don't know I just I guess I'm just different like I just I the game's definitely not softer it's more finesse I think would be a better word with the way that you know I think I don't know it's it's different now I enjoy seeing how creative these guys can get offensively like the coaches but at the same time like I miss you know the three yards in a cloud of dust kind of thing because I don't know about you but I loved watching the Titans line the ball up, and run it all the way down the field with Derrick Henry against Baltimore. Yeah. That's only Because cool, it's something though, you just don't see as much. It. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's only cool because one team does it. If the whole league did it, you'd be like, gosh, come, I don't want to watch another 16-10 to 10 game. Like, Yeah, that's definitely fair. I definitely think that you know the more offense you have, the more people want to watch. Especially in today's game where you know the rules are so favored towards the offense that I think it's hard to have a really good defense anymore. So, but then again, an, like like you said, yeah. I'm an offensive guy. I don't – like, if you've ever played basketball with me or anything, like, like I don't care about defense. <laughs> like, I, I, want, I want to see a bunch of scoring. I, I can appreciate a good defense, but I there's just something about the objective of the game is to score, and people can do that way better now. And I think that's that is way better than – and playing field position and, and trying to trying to use clock up and, and all that stuff and that there's a time and place for that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not neglecting that part of the game, but there is something better about the fact that you can go three plays seventy five yards and a touchdown in in forty five seconds. I think that's I think that's cool. Yeah, I I love defense. <laughs> um I just, especially now, like I loved the 49ers last year because, you know, we've seen how hard it is to stop some of these offenses. And so I just think that when you see a great defense, they're just so much fun to watch, especially now because, like, you know, defenses used to just be really big. And now, you know, like we've got linebackers out here running four threes and four fours. And it, to me, it's just so much fun to watch them do that. Like, I love, like, I miss watching, like, the young Ray Lewis sprint all the way across the field and just crush somebody, you know? Chad Johnson. So there's, yeah, a lot. <laughs> like seven times in his career. There, oh, man. There's no reason Ray Lewis should have hit, been able to hit Chad Johnson like that hard seven times in his career. Like 
Dude, the play the play where Chad Johnson goes to block him. He did that so much in his career, dude. I I watched him do that like I'm not kidding, like seven times. He would literally try to he would meet Ray Lewis and Ray Lewis would put him on his ass every time. It was so funny. I tried to hit Ray. Yeah. Like we all saw it, Chad. We I know your bell's rung a little bit, but we we saw it. It didn't work out for you, bro. It's so funny, man. Golly. Oh, man. All right. <laughs> you, you ready to, to segue <laughs> into the next topic? Yeah. These next two, I don't, I'm interested to see where these next two go. So, you know, the MLB is trying to figure out a way to do their thing, and the NBA is close from what I'm hearing to kind of to bring in the season back. So I, I guess we can start with the MLB because why not? Sure. So, I like the Bryce Harper idea. I think it's the only way to make everybody happy. You don't like it, though, right? No, I don't. I don't stand with Bryce Harper. <laughs> so, so you just don't like Bryce Harper? Is is that the problem? I don't like Bryce Harper. Yes, but I also just think his idea is just not going to work. It's a lot of games. I, I, it's a lot of games in a short amount of time. But at the same time, I just. Like to make everybody happy, I think you got to play at least 120 games just so that everybody can make their money, and because that's really kind of what it comes down to at the end. Like these guys have to get paid, and I think the only way for them to really do that is to play at least 120 games. And I just don't know how else you do that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a bunch of people. Presumably, I mean, Rob Manfred hasn't really shown um, great leadership skills in the commissioner's chair, but I'm sure there's a bunch of He's people. He's terrible. Yeah, there's a bunch of people there that are more than likely smarter than us. I'll say more than likely because it might not be true, but there's probably some people in the in the MLB offices right now thinking of a, a plan that we haven't thought of that is a lot more efficient, a lot safer, um, that, that gives both sides pretty much what they want. Um, and that, as I'm saying, it sounds like wishful thinking, knowing the baseball commissioner, but uh, hopefully that's the case, you know? Okay, so I here's just an idea. Let's say you cut out, you know, one game against every team that you're supposed to play. So that takes us from 162 games. Let me do math real quick to 133 because that takes away 29 games. And that probably takes about a month off the season. Well, you don't play so, every team. You you don't play every you're right. team every oh, year. That's a good point. Yep, there's there, there's the hole in my plan. <laughs> no, I, they I, should, I, I see what you're saying, though. Shave the series, right? Like, instead of a, instead of a three-game series, you just have a, a two-game series. Instead of a four-game series, you'll have a three-game series. And I think that that way it still holds the integrity of, like, you're playing the same schedule – teams aren't aren't playing different teams in division you know what i mean like i don't want it to be a thing where exactly uh, yeah ge- geographically the the rays have to play get to play the marlins more than the yankees get to play the marlins you know what i mean like that would be unfair yeah exactly and you know i don't even though i think it'd be interesting you know being a being a cubs fan i would love to see the white Sox in the same division as the cubs i think that chicago would go crazy for that so selfishly, I I wouldn't mind seeing the the ge- geogra- geographical thing, but I think shaving the series is definitely the answer. And look, the series don't don't really matter anyway. 
to be honest, because you know if you tie to if you tie to win, you know the your your, your division. They don't go to head to head. They just go. They just go to a game one sixty three anyway. So the number right. of games that that you play don't really matter, which is stupid. I just want to say that I think that that's stupid. But anyway, I'm still a little salty about the Brewers beating the Cubs in game one sixty three a couple years ago. It sounds like it. But okay, it's just like what's the point in playing the series if the series doesn't matter at, at the end of the year? Like that. That's my question. I don't the really understand because the- literally every every other sport. Goes to head to head, except for baseball. Yeah, but the the difference is, and the this is this is probably the fundamental difference is there things will shake out during 162 games. Like cream will cry, rise to the top in a big a long season like that. So I think if you're tied after 162 games, you you should play one game to decide it. Because I think I don't think head to head would work um, in a, in a long season like that because that's I think that's devaluing the regular season a little more in a sense, you know, like you played 162 games and the way that math works, not a math guy, by the way, but the way that math works, <laughs> um, the, you should have a clear cut standing after 162. And if it's tied like that, then I feel like that one game is the way to do it. But I could be wrong. That could be the wrong take. I don't know. But I think the way the, – the, how long the season is, like I said, usually – I mean, how many times do we see a 163, you know? So I think – Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's my that's my point on I that. Totally so, I totally understand what you're saying, see, yeah. I can see your point as well. But um, from my side, I think, I think that the 163 is the way to do that. It's but definitely going, much more exciting too. Yeah, and, and going back to to the plan, like with the with the reduction of games, I think you might see a little bit of closer divisional races, you know, and you might see a little a little more um, like evenness in the divisions. So, I think they would have definitely, to, yeah, they would have to make some type of they'd have to make some type of contingency plan on tiebreakers and stuff. I don't think they could just use uh, like they'd have to obviously change a little bit of the the structure on that kind of stuff, I think. Definitely. What do you think? So, let's say that they 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 shave series and they want to condense how long the season is. What do you think about the idea of a of a six man rotation and possibly a thirty man roster as opposed to twenty five? I really like the idea. I'll be honest. Well, what, think, what do you think about it? I think the roster. I think the roster is twenty six now. Anyway. Um, okay. In a full season, it would be 26, and I think um, you have to have at least 28 players on your roster in September. Um, so I think that would that work out fine. I think the Rockies did a six-man rotation a couple years ago, um, and I think some other teams have, have done six-man rotations. So I don't, I don't think six-man ro- rotations are a problem. Would that be like something that you'd have to do? Or would that if they just condense be like, the season, if, would that if they, just be like, if they, I mean. You know, I'm not saying like, like. Go ahead, sorry. If you're playing like you know six games a week, yeah, I think that you might have to just to get these just to get these guys their their proper rest. That, yeah, that'd I mean, be my it's thing. It's not mandated though. Like you, you in in theory, you wouldn't have to do it, but the way the schedule is 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 made, it would make the most sense for rest and arms and stuff. Like they're not yeah. going to say you have to have six starters. 
it would just have to it would just work out like that logistically is what you're saying right yes exactly yeah that's that's how i think that they, they should do it okay yeah that's that would work fine with me but that would that would really suck for teams with bad rotations <laughs> it really would <laughs> but here's the thing you think if you'll the see six more man rotation happens yes i do ooh maybe not though because at the same time you know if you're playing six games a week that bullpen's going to get really depleted if you use the opener idea well in little league in unless you league, unless you've got starters that. That, that can go seven in little league my dad used said, to do that and we used to really? Johnny all staff it. I mean, I know, I mean, Little League and the Major Leagues are pretty similar. So, like, if it works in Little League, <laughs> it has to work in Major League Baseball. Oh, 100%. That's why, that's why Cody Bellinger's so great. You know, he t- <laughs> tore it up at the, at the at the Little League World Series. That's why he's so great. That's why he's so great with the Dodgers. <laughs> Problem solvers on this podcast. Exactly. So, here's, here's why I want... Yeah, here's why I want the the six man. You ready? I'm ready. If there's a six man rotation, that means somebody's gonna sign Bartolo Colon to come back for another year. Yes, that would be that would make <laughs> it all worth it, right? That would make all of this worth it if we got to see Bartolo throw 84 mile an hour two seams. <laughs> <laughs> He's like 46, man, trying to come back and play again. Which I think is awesome. I, I I would love to see him pitch. He should like, be if, able to play as long as he wants. He should. Like I I promise that if if he comes back, I'm driving to Dallas or somewhere to watch him pitch if I can. I want to watch him pitch in person. Now now you got me thinking. Next podcast po- possible landing spots for Bartolo Colon. <laughs> <laughs> You think we could go an hour on that? He wants he wants to play for the Mets. I know that. He came out Yikes. and said that the other day. He also said that he watches his home run at least once a day. I would too. Oh, if I'm him, no doubt. I just want to know what a day oh, in the life of Bartolo is. I just want to know what he does. Really? He, I think he just goes out to like, I think he just drives around, sees like kids playing baseball and just like, hey, can I pitch to you guys? And it's not that much different <laughs> than like coach pitch because like, he's throwing like 81 mile an hour, two seam fastballs, just blowing up eight year olds. Like, <laughs> that's probably, that's probably what he does. Like, let's be honest. He, he that's, that's exactly what he does when he gets bored. He just looks to go throw oh, to man. somebody. Like, he just wants to pitch to a hitter. Like, he – let him play. Seriously, like, let 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 Bartolo Colon play, please. And if he Bro, wants – just the fact that he – the fact that he used to throw – If he wants to drink beer, if he wants to – whatever he wants to do, just let him do it. Like, whatever, you, whatever exactly. makes him happy, let him be in his happy place, and I want to watch him throw six and two-thirds of three-hit <laughs> baseball, not throwing – not breaking a pane of glass with his fastball. That's what I want to see. <laughs> oh man! Because <laughs> you know he's good well, for I'm, six innings a game. Like if he starts, oh, he he's is. on the hill. He's giving you six innings. I don't care how how many runs or hits he gives up. He can give you six no matter what. Just the fact that he used to throw like ninety six still blows my mind. He was like, he used to like throw too. Ched. Yeah, he, he was. was athletic. He used to throw now, Ched. 
which he's got to be hilarious. some sort of athletic with his build now. Like you can't be that big and then still be able to to do what he does. Like he he's still athletic. He's just he's an affectionate type of athletic. Yeah, bro. The look, we saw all the athleticism from him that we needed with the behind the back flip walk off the field several years ago. That's that's that all you got to see to know to know the guy's athletic. That was so nasty. I <laughs> I don't know. He was dude. so he, smooth with it too, man. I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind him in the Reds rotation. Anything to get Anthony. Man, I, I wouldn't out mind. I don't care where. I don't care where he ends up at, man. I just want to see him pitch for another year. I'm going to get a lot of comments. I hope people heard the Anthony Disclafani comment. I know I know, my buddy Michael is going to text me and laugh at that one. Do you know who Anthony Disclafani is? I do not. I'll be honest. He's the Reds' like fourth or fifth starter, and he is just okay. – I, I, I am on the – the train of get him out of town. I don't think he's in the, I don't think he should be in the rotation, but he'll, he'll be one of those guys. The Reds keep around for like eight years. Anyway. Yeah. That <laughs> had to plug the Reds oh, a second. Man. Oh, you're good. You're good. I plugged the Cubs earlier. So you only got to do it. Ooh, I cannot wait for okay. a little NL central rivalry. If that's what happens, that's going to be fun. A I nice think little three dude, game the series. NL central is going to be tight. The NL Central is going to be tight, as it always is. I don't care how many games they play; the Reds are winning a hundred. They could play eighty-two games, and the Reds are going to are going to win a hundred games. Hey, man! For your sake, I really hope I really hope that happens. I'm like the Cubs are so talented that like I'm going to expect them to go out and win like a hundred games, and they're going to win like eighty-five because that's what always happens with the Cubs. Ever since we won the World Series, we just underachieve every year. I agree. Which is, I mean, you know, it's just Chris Bryant's going to leave after this year, which really sucks. But, you know, it happens. He's probably the third best, third best, third baseman in baseball at best. So, I mean, no fourth behind Rendon, Chapman, and Arenado. So, fourth best third baseman in baseball at best. So, he can leave if he wants, I guess. Uh, I, you're not gonna like what I'm about to say, but Eugenio Suarez is better than Chris Bryant. He oh, you're probably right. He yeah, that's fair. How many how many MVPs does Eugenio Suarez have? I'm I'm curious to know. Um, how many years has Chris Bryant played? Six, I'll answer probably. your question with another question of of my own. He's going into his sixth year. Because okay. he, he well, got called up in 2015, and then he and then he won the Rookie of the Year in 2015, and then the MVP in 2016, which the only other player to do that is who? I'll be surprised if you can get this. What is it? What's the question? Sorry. Player to win Rookie of the Year, their rookie year, and then MVP the next year. Um, Is it a recent no guy? Way you, okay. American League guy, semi recent. Okay, Se- semi recent. I guess he's. I guess I'm honestly not sure. He's been hurt these past few years. I don't know. American League guy, come on, you you know this. Okay, second baseman. I don't know. Robinson Cano. Dustin Pedroia. 
Oh. Dustin Pedroia. That was close. That's a good – Robbins Cano's a good guess. I don't know if he won an MVP. That though. is a good guess. I don't think he did. I was really expecting for you to say uh, Altuve or something. Now, Suarez hit 49 home runs last year in his fourth full season. So, are we – are we just going on MVPs here? Because I think that Suarez's year last year is better than Bryant's MVP season, if we're being honest. I don't remember Bryant's MVP numbers. I think he was like 290 or something with 39 home runs. That and I think what made him – I think the reason why he won it that year is because he played everywhere. Like he played like 40 games in left, like 90 games at third. Uh, he, played like, he played like two games at short, played another 10 at first. So, like, they moved him all over the yard, which I think added to his value, which I think is why Cody Bellinger beat Yellish out this last year for the MVP. So, I think that that's a big reason why he won it that year. But then again, you know, he's not as good now. Let's just be honest. He's really, he's, he's declined. He hits, like, 260 and 30 home runs, which obviously isn't bad. Like, I'd, I'd take that. He played in 147 games last year, hit 280 with 31 home runs. I mean, I'll I'll take that. Oh, definitely, yeah. Okay, so are, are we ready for for the NBA? Oh, man, what are we going to say about the NBA? <laughs> Orlando apparently is the leader to host the rest of the NBA season. They're going to host it at D- Disney World. That's a really good idea. I saw that on Twitter, and that's a good idea. I mean, that's enough. And there's enough things there to, to keep people occupied, families occupied. I don't know if they'll be able to use that stuff or be able to, to – have some entertainment while they're playing. But I think that's if they do have some form of entertainment for families and families can be together. I think that that sounds like the best spot. Well, gyms are smaller too. So there won't be as many people. So you don't have to worry about the spread, but be, but like size wise, they're smaller too. So the sound should bounce around. So it should still be pretty loud. There's what I'm thinking. You think they'll let people in? May, they may have a cap. I, th- I, th- I think they'll cap it, honestly. Because, like, I think it's just hard to play with no fans. I mean, I, not hard to play, but I think it's just different to play without fans. Yeah. No, I you don't have to worry about the Magic making the playoffs, so there's no, like, home court advantage for anybody. <laughs> That's true. Are we sure the Magic aren't in the play- playoffs right now if the season ended right now? They might be. They honestly might be, just because the East is so terrible outside of Milwaukee and Boston. Yeah, that would be sick to have some home court advantage for the Magic. Yeah, they're the eight seed right now. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> They'll choke it away. Yeah, they got the Bucks first round. I know home court advantage is going to help you there. Okay, very random, but Aaron Gordon surprisingly didn't make either one of our top ten lists from Tuesday. I think he's doing exactly what he should be doing in my eyes. I think he's a good I, NBA player. I don't think he gets appreciated. I don't think enough. I don't think that the Magic are using him right. I think that I think he should play in a similar similar role as to Draymond Green offensively. Like you use him as a screener and he's a good enough passer that, you know, you get him the ball at the top of the key off the screen where he's rolling, he can really do some damage. And he's really athletic so he can finish around the rim too. So I think that if the Magic used him as a screener, he'd be much better. Did you just tweet? Me? Yeah. Oh. I did not just tweet. I'm looking at my phone. It said Jonathan Smith just tweeted. I was like, wow, Jonathan Smith multitasking. Anyway. 
It was something about an airplane now. or something. It was something about an airplane. It was 21 hours ago. Oh. My phone lied to me. Anyway, okay. Aaron, Gordon, Aaron Gordon has Aaron Gordon really good. Um, really good. Like would be better if used as a screener. Yeah, I just don't like. I think you're right when they when they don't use him properly. I don't know why they haven't used him in that role. I think he's like you said. He's a good enough passer. He's athletic enough. Obviously, I think he's got the handles to be able to control the ball in certain points of the game. I don't know. I just think I think he I think he's doing as well as he possibly could with the role and team that he's on. Um, it sucks though because he he could be a lot better. He could be one of those fringy star guys. You know, I think I think he's that talented. Agreed. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe a change of scenery is what he needs. Who knows? Scraping the like bottom sh- of the barrel, talking about Aaron Gordon. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. But we're 48 minutes in, and I think we've hand- we've we've navigated these murky waters very well. We have really. Like this is actually really good. Surprisingly, I'm I'm very. I, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm pleased. How's that? That's better. I'm also I'm also a big fan of us telling our listeners that this is a good podcast. That is fun. I. Don't let them decide. You just tell them that it's good, and then they'll believe it. Exactly, because everything that you hear on the internet's true. That's true. By the way, uh, bone to pick with you real quick to end the episode. Um, okay. You said RG3, right? And then you said go to the Mariners to teach you how to slide. Now, he would have to fly across the country to get to the Mariners. You had your watch oh my gosh. mixed up. I always do that, man. I always <laughs> do that. You're right. I did say that, didn't I? Yeah. I, I mean, maybe he has some friends in Seattle. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. I, but I heard it, and then uh, and I was like, wait a minute. That's not in a Washington state. That's in Washington, D.C. <laughs> <laughs> but we all have our clerical issues. We all have. We all make clerical mistakes. We do. It happens. But no, I'll I have to go back funny. and see if, if, see if you missed anything. Yeah, Golly, please man. do. If I miss something, I want to know about it because it's probably really stupid and really ridiculous. I'm, I'm known to have a blunder or two when speaking about sports. Yeah, my thing is, so I don't know if you remember or not, but I actually have like a slight stutter. So if I get flustered at all, it's definitely going to come out. And so I'm just trying to keep a level head so that that doesn't happen. Is that why we don't argue anymore? I think... No, I don't think that's why we don't argue. I think it's because I've just matured, and you kind of understand me a little bit more now. I think that's why we don't argue. Why don't I? I think that's I why, don't like, when we why do, don't call you stupid after a take, because <laughs> they're not stupid. Yeah, I know. I used to do that. I thought the I thought the best part of your social media the other day was a little clip you tweeted out where you you said the thing about Cam Newton, and then it was just like. Instead of calling you stupid, I just gave you an F. <laughs> I was just like, I, I give you an F. So we've both matured yeah. a little. We're, 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 we're getting there a little, slowly but surely. Oh, man. All right, that's all I've got. Do you have any anything, literally anything at all, that we can talk about for however long? I don't really care. Uh, I'm, I'm out. Yeah. I'm, we got a we got a top ten Tuesday coming out. Um, we'll be we'll be ranking our our favorite NFL players, uh, not necessarily our best because it would be pretty much all quarterbacks, but just our favorite who we think uh, makes a big impact on the game and and just overall like our point of view. 
Um, and who, who we just like to watch. Yeah, who we just like to watch. Just a fun list. None of these lists are going to be like super, super serious. I think that's the re- direction we're taking it, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, We're exactly, just trying to get yeah. on there like, we don't and wanna... just have some fun. Like, just like bring yeah, like, up some names that you wouldn't hear normally and just discuss like some guys that we think are cool. And we are, we will not, we're not going to do like a top 10 NBA players ever because our lists are going to be like basically the exact same. Like we're going to have eight of the 10 same guys and the, the different guys we have are going to be nine and 10. Yeah. So and it seemed like- we just, we want something that's, yeah, we want something that's going to give some variety and where we're not just listing the same guys over and over. Yeah, and it seemed like we we got a pretty positive reaction from the last list um, based on the feedback I was hearing. So, like, once again, like, I know we have a Twitter page. Follow that. It's at OT Takes on Twitter. Um, just started it uh, a couple of days ago, um, and we just – we Yeah. We like – I know we're just doing this for fun right now, and it's nothing serious, to, like, too serious for us right now. But it is, it is cool to hear, like I said earlier, it's cool to hear you guys, like, give feedback and stuff. And if you guys, like, if you guys want to hear something that we have to say or have a question or something, I think definitely during these times we would be more than willing to, to take some some community feedback. Am I wrong in saying definitely. that? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Like, you guys, you know, see something and you want to hear our opinions on it, like, tweet at us, DM us, do something. Like you and don't even have to, love de- to talk like, about tweet it. at us. Like you, like whoever listens to this, if you guys have our numbers or our personal accounts yeah, or anything, just, yeah, just let us know because it's. I think it would get be, in I contact cool. with us. Yeah, it'd be cool to it'd be cool to hear uh, what guys that are listening uh, want to talk about. Like like I threw some Jay Bruce in there, and I some people like that, and and somebody said something about like cam newton about yours like i like people are listening so if you guys want to hear anything let us know like i said our twitter's at ot takes and this is really fun for us like we really enjoy getting on here every morning and and doing this so um i think it would add a little it would be it would be really fun if we got some some ideas from from people that actually listened and people that are, are supporting and following and stuff like that so once again shout out to the people that are listening to this you guys are awesome and if you give us an idea, we're 100% shouting your name out. Like, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah, 100%. And I'll probably tweet a picture of you with the question as well. So I won't do that. But yeah, that that's a funny. good idea. I would love oh, to okay. throw a picture of Jay Reed at OT, on the OT Takes page. I would love to. That would, <laughs> that would make my day. Yeah, that would be awesome. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you all on Tuesday with a – another top 10 Tuesday really excited I'm looking forward to it it's gonna be good hey Zach can you if you've been listening to the podcast you can guess who one of my top three guys is gonna be right off the top of your head right now so I'm excited but I'm, I'm definitely gonna have some names on there that I think that I think are, is gonna shock some people so I'm, I'm excited for it I'm looking forward to it I'm excited to see what what all you put ZG because I, I I know some players that you like but I'm I'm interested to see who all you put down. I'm interested to see how many how many Bengals are on the list. So once again, just want to thank you guys for listening to OT Takes. Uh, we'll we'll see y'all again on Tuesday. Uh, like, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again, do all that, yes. and don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Thank you guys once again for listening. We'll see y'all next time. Love you guys.